Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Today's edition is powered by TD Ameritrade. When it comes to investing, each of us does it in our own unique way. From TD Ameritrade's award-winning technology to personalized guidance, they have everything you need to invest on your terms. Visit tdameritrade.com YTDA to get started. Paper and the Case for Going Low-Tech in the Voting Booth by Clive Thompson In September 2017, barely two months before Virginians went to the polls to pick a new governor, the state's Board of Elections convened an emergency session. The crisis at hand? Touchscreen voting machines. They'd been bought back in the early aughts, when districts across the country, desperate to avoid a repeat of the 2000 Hanging Chads fiasco, decided to go digital. But the new machines were a nightmare, prone to crashes and, worse, hacking. By 2015, Virginia had banned one of the dodgiest models, but others were still in use across the state. Now, with the gubernatorial election looming, officials were concerned that those leftover machines were vulnerable. They had good reason. Evidence of Russian interference in the U.S. democratic process was mounting. And at the DEFCON security conference that summer, White Hat hackers had broken into every electronic voting machine they tried, some in a matter of minutes. One model had as its hard-coded password, ABCDE. That really triggered us to action, recalls Edgardo Cortez, at the time Virginia's top elections official. So at the emergency session, he and his colleagues instituted a blanket ban on touchscreen machines. But what next? Virginia officials needed a superior voting technology. They settled on paper. When considered as a form of tech, paper has a killer feature set. It's intuitive, it doesn't crash, and it doesn't need a power source. You can tally ballots rapidly using low-tech scanners, and if it's necessary to double-check the results, as was the case with several down-ticket contests in Virginia, you can do a manual recount. Paper isn't perfect, but it's better than the alternative. This is why going lo-fi has become the hot new megatrend in voting. Twelve years ago, according to Lawrence Norton, a deputy director at the Brennan Center for Justice, two-thirds of the country voted on digital machines. Today, two-thirds do it on paper. It's a neatly counterintuitive tale. And there may be a lesson here for the software industry. Sometimes, when you have a wicked problem, it's worth resisting the allure of the latest tech. Too often we do the opposite. 
When schools are overcrowded, we buy kids Chromebooks and have them watch YouTube, a simulacrum of teachers. When customers get confused, we fire up the chatbots and hope they'll set things right. There is nothing inherently wrong with automating things, of course, but many of these systems might benefit from less techy solutions. Hire more humans in the classroom and the customer service department. Maybe we're just doomed to be Pollyannas, to believe the gauzy promises of tech firms until the stakes become truly existential and whoops, a flat-out crisis emerges. After all, it took about 15 years before touchscreens developed a reputation sufficiently toxic that we began to ditch them. I'm impressed at the evolved wisdom of election officials, but it'd be nice if the lessons weren't so bitterly won. I don't want to oversell the successes in the world of voting. 21 states still use touchscreen machines, including Georgia and Pennsylvania, and some components of the election system remain hackable, such as electronic poll books and voter databases, both of which, according to Marian Schneider, president of the Verified Voting Foundation, were targeted or breached by Russians in the last presidential election. Overall, though, the return to paper is a rare and illuminating story—a moment when we stepped forward. By stepping back, Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.